is nice, this is nice and good. All right, shout out to the podcast cafe and the people that make this show happen. Like I've been saying, I am about to track, and I finally got the one and only Flex Rubber Easy. He's right out here at the podcast cafe, shouting out from uh, Amp Studios. Shout out to the people that make the show happen. Remember, you can listen to this show on Spotify, Amazon Music, Public Radio in the USA, and all other digital platforms without wasting any time. Flex, greet your people. <laughs> It's rubber easy, rubber easy, rubber easy, rubber easy. Now to the Banzini Basalani support Flex Rubber Easy reporting live for AMPB Studios. The boy from OT5 is finally out here to take over the city the right way. Yeah. And thank you to you, family, for allowing me the chance to make it happen. Man, you know, seeing you out here at the gold mine, I've got so many questions, and I think that's what this podcast is actually about. <laughs> First and foremost, I know you're all about music and business. What brings you? to the city yeah um basically that music and business mm. you know um took a long time away studying the game learning the right ways to mm. do things um also just growing as a person you know in both spheres in music and business you know so i can say that i now have a deeper understanding of myself and my craft mm. and also i have a bit of a deeper understanding of the business side as well. Mm-hmm. That's what you, you know, the reason why I say a bit of a deeper understanding is because you mustn't be cocky in the business side. Yeah. And that's one thing which I've learned. <laughs> so like, you must also always keep your mind and, and your ears open to learn. For real? Yeah. You've been here for about a month and uh, just before that, I just want to take it back a little bit. Um, one of your projects that you worked on and I was fortunate enough to be in studio while you guys were cooking it. Yeah. Um, I think one of the tracks is Daddy's Love. Yeah. What was the name of the project again? Uh, it was Free Delivery 3. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Take what? me through that process, man. Take me t- tell me about that sound. <laughs> okay. Well, that type of music is something which I think... Oh, let me take you back into the state of mind. Right? Mm, yeah. that's, the, that's the best way to get, to get it really out there. <laughs> right, cool. So at that time, I spent a, a lot of time at home. Mm. Like living with my parents both of them for the first time ever in my life wow and because it was always either my mom is away on work or my dad's away mm-hmm. so for the first time we lived together I, realized that I spent a lot of time with my dad mm-hmm. and i do appreciate certain things about him and there's some things which i don't appreciate mm-hmm. and i just thought let me be honest and write a song mm-hmm. about this state of mind because at that time, there was a lot of male suicide going on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's a lot of male suicide going on. It was Patrick Shy, Double mm. HP, like things are just going a bit sour. Mm. So I thought maybe one of the reasons is because the modern world is so fixed on trying to negate the, the role of the man. It's like, boom, we don't need this. This is gone. You know? yeah. But the truth is... Uh, Without men raising men to be men, like there's a lot of things we wouldn't have been able to achieve in this world that we live in, you know? We've conquered lions to go and chill in the jungle. They're far away from us. Mm. Those are the conquests of men, you know? So we can't deny that we need the masculine to keep certain things in balance in our society and to also make certain things happen. Mm. So when I wrote that song, I wanted everybody who felt a little weird about appreciating their dad. So like, no, bro, it's okay. Like, <laughs> I think it's a global phenomenon. Like, there's few praises for dads. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's actually the case. Like, there's, uh, 
very few daddy songs it's all about you know and we don't take anything away from moms you know mm. we love moms i love my mom a lot you know mm. but i can't say because i love my mom i didn't I have to draw a line and not also appreciate the fact that I have a father, you know? Mm. So I spoke from that point of view because some men don't have an access to a father figure. Mm. So one of the things which I say on the song is just had a chat with the skinny chef. She was mad impressed at how I had a really advanced intellect. So we started the conversation which led to a little depth. She mm. asked, what are the benefits since you live with dad? And then I told her that one of the reasons I'm not afraid to read in front of the class is because my daddy would often have me read in the passes from his favorite newspaper just mm. to see if I could peep the propaganda. Mm. That on its own was building self-confidence in me, you know what I'm saying? Whilst my mom was doing other things, mm. he'd encourage me to like, come, come here, come stand here, come read for me. You know, and mm. I, I grew to be an orator, I grew to be a speaker. Maybe today I'm a poet and a rapper because of that, you know? For real. So I, I'm like, oh, this is one of the benefits that I had, you know, and she... This was a girl who I, who's a friend of mine, you know, who didn't know her dad. You know, so I spoke with her on the song, and she was really impressed. Shout out to her. She's in New Zealand right now. I'm gonna send her a link to this. It's still um, That's one of her favorite songs, so she's gonna listen. Daddy's love. <laughs> yeah, daddy's love. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Men are going through the most, and I think since that time, Guzabimanje, the whole suicide thing hasn't stopped. Which, which, which speaks to why your music and specifically the project was so important. Let's just touch a bit on that. Like, what, 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 from what you see, what is it that? Because it's not even old men anymore. It's young guys taking their lives. Mm. Mostly the creatives. What do you think is actually happening? Is it industry pressure? Is it self-esteem? Is it the type of friends they got? Is it not reading the fine print in their contracts? What do you think is up? Oh damn, man! It would be a combination of things, you know. Mm. Um, I'll I'll speak from a perspective of someone who who got a little popular, mm. you know? The, it's a totally different ball game where, where, wherever you go, people mm. know you and whatever, you know? There's a certain pressure attached to your your social status and your financial status. Oh, yeah? They should kind of be interlinked. So I think a lot of creatives suffer from being famous, but not really as paid as they should be. Oh, yeah. But apart from that, for men in general, it's an issue of, um, access, you know, there's just not enough access to the things that make you manly to, to, the, to the normal man. Like, you need a lot of money mm. to make decisions and control your. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and money is not like everywhere for everybody. So yeah. that's, that's one of the things that's just putting the people under pressure. Like, you know, um, we're not really able to be our, our full selves. Like, in a way, I'll say this, right? Mm, say it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> In a way, basic economics says that what is more scarce should be of a higher value oh, yeah. than what is more prevalent or available, yeah, right? Yeah. So, have you checked out population statistics and seen who who is um, the more scarce men? Men. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, actually, it should be that men are the scarce commodity, and yeah. right. But we somehow today we have been able to just switch that up, and men are like chasing what's more available to them. Oh yeah. You know? So it's what's more available is suddenly become more valuable. 
instead of <laughs> instead of the reverse. So that on its own is just a mental issue that not a lot of people can process. Like you yes, know, yes. it's supposed to be a lot of them, so you should be able to just pick and choose. But now you can't. Mm. They've got levels. They know that yo, Lozzy wants me as well. You know, <laughs> as well as Flex, as well as ASAP. So it's gonna be a thing of no. I can actually have like three or four, y'all, because mm. I don't, I don't know. It must be something like that. Mm. Access uh, to financial mm. gain, access to social status, you know, because mm. we, we as men we thrive on that, I guess. You know, mm. just. But yeah, I think that's what I have observed. It must be an issue of just how skewed things are, right? Mm. So it's like social economics, and, and if you're not gonna study those things, you're gonna end up going towards uh, those decisions you know? absolutely yeah of, of taking because man life is a challenge no one has an easy life mm. i feel like life is very challenging for most people so you mustn't listen to anybody who's telling that yo you mustn't accept a hard life life is hard everything is hard mm. coming here was hard we have this conversation it's hard man mm. everything is hard but that's the life of you as a man. You, know? you don't know any other life, so why not you accept this one? Absolutely. You, you, you've been in the game for a while now, and, and I've always said this, you came in a time when uh, it was all Joburg fight or Cape Town, and then you, you came from the East Coast, north of KZN, and shout out, you, you took the season that you were in. Uh, made a couple of bucks, made a couple of fame. Um, more than five years down the line, you're still here. A lot of guys have fell off the wagon. A lot of guys who had huge deals fell off the wagon. Mm. What, what would you say has worked for Flex? It, you don't have to be exact. What is it that has worked for you that has been your recipe that still keeps you here today? Um, introspection, bro. Being honest with myself, you know. That's how I make my music in any case. Mm. I sit down and I observe my thoughts carefully, how I feel about stuff. And I, firstly, I check if anybody feels like me as well before I put it on a song because I don't want to come out wild, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's mostly a thing of um, introspection and also, bro, I was rapping like 2003 already. Mm. I didn't start rapping when rap was popular. Mm. Um, I've always been rapping. I got bitten by the bug at a very early age. My brother used to play like the hardest Buster Rhymes, the hardest Eminem, mm. the, the hardest Wu Tang at that time. Mm. Obama atomically, Socrates philosophies, lyrically perform armed robberies. You know, so it was like they was playing that, and I was like in grade one. So when I mm-hmm. heard that, I wanted to replicate this thing that made these homies go crazy mm-hmm. so I always look at it like that like whatever happens I'll rap mm. I could be under a bridge I'll rap I could be in a mansion I'll rap mm. so that's the one thing which like kept me here because like mm. there's no other thing which I am gonna do you know what I'm saying mm. it's a thing of even making money through music was a shock to me like whoa you can make money through this because I was gonna do it either way are you serious <laughs> yeah so I think anybody who's even followed my page, even through the darkest times, I'd make and I'd make an attempt to drop a song or a project or whatever. Even when I really was just in the woods, not understanding what's going on, but mm. the, the music would stay being there because it was something which I developed at a very early age, you know. Absolutely. So I think sort of those things where they say, find what you love and you won't work a day in your life, you know. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And now, you, you, I, I, I'm, I'm, it's funny that you say that you didn't even think you were going to make money from hip hop. You have a very, um, let me say, a standout neck for business. It's one of the things that you did when you won your show. You, you invested some money into business. It's something that most rappers think that only their rap would be their business, but then we need to sign ourselves to, to, to record labels. You have a neck for business. Yes, so tell me a bit about the first business or one of the first businesses you went into after winning that. I think it was the hustle. Yeah. Um, Tumelo Express Delivery. Shout out to the fam. They still keeping it going. You know? Oh yeah, they're still around. Yeah. yeah. They're still around doing their thing. Nice. Um, so I started this business because I spent a lot of time on the internet researching some of the most lucrative things that you can invest your time and money into. Mm. And um, I saw coding, I saw food industry, mm -hmm. and then when I saw food industry, I just thought, there's a principle that I just learned recently. They say you don't make money, you take money. Can you explain that? You see that? It's like, <laughs> if you, I don't make money, I just take money from him. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really make money. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is learn to take money. So if there's a huge flow of money in one direction, mm -hmm. all you got to do is find a way to stand in between that flow mm -hmm. and collect what's yours. So when I saw that the food and delivery industry was booming at that time, I was like, damn, this is like worth billions right now, globally. I could stand in between this and make a, a couple of thousand every mm -hmm. month. Mm -hmm. And that's where the line of thinking came. I was like, okay. I'm living in a place where people have the same needs as everybody in the world. We're pretty much mm. uh, on the same level with anybody who can afford a TV and whatever. So if people in America have such a, a desire for food to be delivered to them and alcohol and whatever, could I not replicate that in my own environment? You know? mm. And that's when I thought, mm, okay, let me buy like some scooters, set up a website, set up some Instagram pages, set up an app and everything and find people, motivate them, get together and invest our energy into this. That's what I did. Found Mkawani Poptelezi, I found Lesotula Klimba, I found Notos Bia, sat down, told them, yo, my boys, this is what's happening right now. There's a hundred bands I've got on me. Let's do something for this city. Let's change everything. After we did that, first month, wasn't really profit but I was still learning because I had spent like six months studying every single thing before. Just before you spent the money. Before I spent the money. Wow, this discipline. I sat down and I studied everything. I was like, okay. Because no, I, the first set of money, I was like, right, cool, I blew that. Mm. So the second set, I was like, mm, I got to think deeply. Mm. But also another thing, I ran with that, um, with that narrative online, you know, to make people think that I blew my money. Because uh, yeah. that is what just kept them talking and you know they say that um, any publicity is good publicity <coughs> right mm -hmm. because I can always come back and fix what I said in the past yeah. we are still here so I let them run with the narrative that you know I spent the money I had five baby mamas man I ain't got no five baby mamas <laughs> <laughs> that was all just like I told them you know that uh, there's um, a, a, a 1400 mm -hmm. 78,000 are you serious I think I heard something like that is this nigga stupid like yeah, that's what I want you to think right mm. now because this mm. is the stage I'm at. Mm. The reason why I took that whole leap, I wanted to learn more about managing money in a business, building a business model, mm. building uh, like a team, you know, understanding all of that because the first time around I came into music 
and all I knew was how to rap and hustle niggas for the now. Mm. But to turn it like into a real corporate thing like I'm doing now with Rubber Easy Media Publishing, that's like a different ball game and I learned that through Tomato. Mm. Like you gotta have your paperwork straight. You gotta be compliant with the industry that you're in. You gotta have all the licenses in order. You gotta make sure that you're keeping track of your inflow of money and whatever. You gotta have a team. You gotta have goals. You gotta know what you're working at. Mm -hmm. I wasn't treating hip hop like that. I would just walk into the studio, rap, and if I'm able to rap enough for like a month, then I'm dropping the project. Now I'm thinking strategically when I come into the studio. I don't just rap whenever there's a chance to rap. I'm thinking, cool, I'm trying to work on an album right now, or I'm trying to work on whatever. So for the next 20 days, I'll be recording, sourcing beats, fixing paperwork, fixing plugs, or whatever. Like now it's a whole, I think like it's a whole machine, you mm -hmm. know, as opposed to how I used to think before, thinking that I need a hit, I need a blow up. There's gonna, somebody's gonna, you know, find me and just fund me, you know? Now I think of it like, no, this is an actual business and you can grow it from A to Z just like you did with your, with your previous business. Mm. So for me, it was a time for learning and it was a time for learning. Precisely, man. I like that. How important is it that most artists, not just musicians, understand how important just basic principles of business are in the arts or is business important in the arts? I think, I, bro, I think I just realized every artist is a business. Every single artist is a business. That's what you are mm. from the ground up. I don't care which art you do, you're a business. <clears throat> so that's what you should be thinking about from the start. Mm. Are, you, are you moving like a business? Mm. Or are you just moving like somebody who's looking to get a, a chance in somebody? I mean, one of the reasons why some, a lot of people are artists they couldn't do the school thing, like they couldn't do that focus. They wanted to create, they wanted to mm. do something, you know. Mm. So that type of initiative is strictly for entrepreneurs, you know. Mm. So if you're a musician and you've got that drive to always be creating, that's what entrepreneurs are doing. They're creators and people are, are, are consumers of what they create, you know. So I think if artists understood that from the ground, mm. also, the, first the first time you decide you're an artist, you just decided you're a company. Um, Twitter, they call it Black Twitter now. A um, couple of years, you, 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 you're somebody who's very active on, on, on Twitter. Um, what's your general sentiment? Before I ask you a couple of questions, what's your general sentiment with regards to social media in, in South Africa, specifically with how artists use it? I'll say specifically Twitter. They call it Black Twitter now. Well, what's your general sentiment? Are we using social media for to its fullest potential to where it can get us or do you think it's just a place where we can get there and just trash each other what's your general sentiment on the outlook on South specifically let's say South African social media in specifics um, Twitter mm, I'd say it's all different types of algorithms you know they don't mm -hmm. operate the same mm -hmm. TikTok is a social media and it's helping a lot of people eat mm -hmm. you know so their algorithms are structured in a way where positive things are flying. You know? mm -hmm. um, I think I've noticed the same with Facebook. Facebook mm -hmm. is um, it's a lot of comedy, mm -hmm. but also uh, in the comedy there is a lot of love and, and genuine followers mm -hmm. because of just how accessible it is even mm -hmm. to somebody with no data. Mm -hmm. They can hop on and say, yo, I, I love your work, I'm loving the 
podcast cafe, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's certain types of social media like Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you know, Instagram's algorithm pushes something totally different. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like something totally different. And same as Twitter. Twitter mm. is all about the clapbacks, you know, it's all mm. about who can burn who. What's know? up with that? It's the algorithm, that's what it, it pushes. Like, like just why? like I told you, TikTok will push dances easier mm-hmm. than you coming through and just talking. Yeah, <laughs> no, if you dance, the algorithm is is it favors you. Mm. Somehow it also favors you if you just have a beat over mm-hmm. you know, some unfinished music or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you want to come through and try other stuff mm. on TikTok, mm. it might show you flames, you know, because that's not what it's there for. Yeah. So you must focus on what it's there for. I haven't seen people, well, maybe I'm not that big, so I'm just going to let that pass. But if you dance and you do whatever, TikTok is for you. Mm. Instagram, if you are uh, for bookings, DM me. Oh, yeah. If that's your lifestyle and mm-hmm. you're also doing Zimbabwe and all those things, mm. then Instagram is for you. Because mm. whenever you go to explore, you're going to see a nice, round and polished peach there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Facebook like that, Twitter is specifically just uh, for that clapbacks. And, 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 and trashing and, mm. and I feel like it's just how it's designed it's not just us check mm-hmm. out any Twitter in any any, any country any country mm. like they're burning each other politicians are burning each other <laughs> everyone is just burning each other there's no genuine love no genuine like conversation <laughs> like you can't say anything on Twitter for the sake of a conversation mm. you must be careful that you don't set yourself up to be burned because now yeah. and I might just receive. and I think the worst thing is somebody who's not involved in the conversation <laughs> can just come on the conversation misquoted out of context and say what they want to say and that's also their powerpoint as, as twitter you know that's, for real that's what makes them you know, something about helen zilla <laughs> i mean i had to ask that that was a while back but that caused heat how did helen zilla end up jumping on i think it was just commentary that you were making yeah how did she now end up having so much to say Man. and i love how you clap back by the way but just just, just why, tell me how helen was doing what's up by, the, by the way guys i'm more professional on twitter now i've even <laughs> destroyed that twitter no, it was then now i'm on a, I'm on a new one at one rubber easy that's what mm. i'm pushing i'm right? sure helen got a new twitter account too after you destroyed her <laughs> twitter career like what, what happened what happened okay so we, it was just some discourse that was going on about the the, um, what can I say, the impact or the heritage of colonialism in oh. South Africa, right? And she, I mean, in as much as she made some points, mm-hmm. you know, but she was just too condescending about it and also for some other people it might come off wrong. She's a, a political leader, so mm-hmm. she must be careful what she was saying, you know, mm-hmm. and so... A lot of people received it in a way like she was condoning um, colonialism. She lost her position because of that. You know, she was speaking about, yo, guys, me, uh, I don't know what's the problem because if it wasn't for colonialism, they wouldn't be running water. Yes. And then I was like, how about you also think about the other impacts of colonialism? Mm. Like the tons of people who live in abject poverty trying to sustain this system. Because mm. prior to this, Ain't nobody was starving. Mm. There's fruits and everything all over. So you guys also take accountability that 
there's also another darker legacy mm. to what you want to say, you know. And I didn't say it in such nice words, you know. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm more. Of a, it's not a nice topic. It's not a nice topic. Mm. So I said it in some pretty harsh words, and it just caught fire. And, and she got fired. And she got. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out for that. I think, I, I think, um, as, as much as I don't like the fact that the platform Twitter is used for trash, I think it, we live in a society where a lot of things get said, and, and people just get away with it. All right, so I want to jump straight into what you're really about, and that is musically. Currently, I know that you are part of the activations for Back to the City. Yes, sir. Tell me more about that. What's going on? Oh, yeah, man. Shout out to Rashid. Shout out to OG Sange. Shout Mm. out to DJ Malefactor, Pedos, the Masterclass podcast Mm. as well. Show them love. Shout out. Yeah, shout out, man. These are are some homies who, man... So I was just chilling at home, KZN, right? Mm. Just chilling. Chilling, like, mm. chill to the last word. And I dropped, like, a song, right? And I dropped, like, a bit of a promo video online, caught fire, got a bit of a couple thousand views. And then I tagged the homie Rashid because mm. he's one of those impactful people in hip hop. Encyclopedia of SA hip hop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Every day he's always like yeah. God, always also making sure that these ones are alive. Yeah. No, come back here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, I, I, I tagged him, and he was like, "Cool, let me check this shit out." And he went and he listened to the whole EP and the one before that. And then on his next podcast, he just dropped a whole review about it. You know? Wow. And he was like, "Yeah, no, guys, I'm giving this guy a solid nine out of ten for this project." Wow. This person right now is on their own shit. And they've got a story to tell. Listen to what this is being said right now. And now I'm chilling at home thinking, God damn, this person listens to music. Mm. Thousands of days. Rashid is a listener for real. And he reads a lot. So when I texted, when I, when, I, when I saw that clip of the Masterclass podcast, I decided, let me be proactive. Mm. And make good on this relationship. Because that's mm. one thing which I've also learned on my return to Johannesburg. It's all about your relationships, mm. you know, and it's all about nurturing your connections, mm. honoring your words, etc., etc., mm. you know. So I, 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 I reached out to him and I was like, yo, Brody, what's up? I need help right now. Mm. Um, I'm trying to shanganisa a young comeback, you mm. know, I'm trying to do my thing, trying to sort out my papers, what's up? And he was like, you know what? Um, I ain't got right, nothing right now, but I can always put you when something comes through, you know? Mm. And I was like, all right, cool. I wasn't really thinking anything major. And then he did the first Hip Hop Sundays, and then that's when I actually decided, you know what? There's nothing left for me in case of that. I performed like 15, 20 shows, like right before calling Rashid, mm. rocking every single one, and it started to get a bit repetitive. Mm. And I just feel like uh, I might be hindering my own growth in this mm. process. So I decided, let me hop out to JHB, and when I when I connected with him, it was just like such a genuine vibe, and mm. I'm like, you know what, no, we need to operate some more handles, and that's how um, we've been in spaces together, mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, back to the city, let's come through for all the activations, mm. it's like, you want to perform, I'm like, hey, man, what, for real, man? It's like, yeah, man, I'm cool, and I was like, cool, man, I'll come through, and I did the first show at MPD Studios, mm-hmm. actually. Shout out. 
was pretty nice, connected with the people, and made the decision that no, I'm gonna rock with them, the good people, the family, and that's how I got onto those back to the city activation. Shout out to Rashid and OG Zamke. Um, how is your has 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 your reasoning behind why you make your music changed from why you made your music before to how to the reasons why you make your music now as your outlook on why you're making the music who you're making it for has anything changed if has anything has changed what has changed that's a powerful question bro because during the time when i was away like chilling just in the hood i started to think that I need to relate some more to the people around me and the music that I make. So I started to hang with them a bit more, see things from other people's points of views because although I grew up like in ESK most of the time, um, I'm an introvert, introverted guy bro, like I'm most of the time I'm just in the crib, chilling, doing my own thing. Mm. I've got that select group of friends, you know. Mm. During that time, I started to get out, meet a lot more different people, see how people think, and then even adjust it, how I deliver my music. Mm. You know, because I had to give... Mm. On songs, that was not something which I was portraying, you know? Mm. And I started to see, that's actually my power. I haven't heard a lot of people who can speak both languages as cool equally nice because i thought no maybe i should use this to my advantage now you know and this might help me develop a better sound going forward mm. and with the new joys that i made that's those are the songs that got rashid's attention he was like oh man mm. hold up you know, i'm actually liking your new heat and that's when i saw okay this time at home was not wasted it was all for something mm. you know, because it changed my style because one time i played my music for scoop like two, three years ago, and I played it for him. I was like, bro, but I can't tell where you're from by listening to the song. I really can't tell where you're from. Is it important to know where somebody's from in hip hop through their music? I think every single hood has their own type of source, mm -hmm. especially in hip hop. Every mm -hmm. single hood, every district, every what has their own type of source. Mm -hmm. Like globally, just think, think like this. Pop Smoke was, was from New York. Mm -hmm. I think it was from Brooklyn or whatever, I'm not sure. But that's where Drill is from. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's where that's why he adopted that style of Drill. Mm -hmm. And you could tell as soon as he dropped, where is he from? Mm -hmm. you know? And there's Dirk, he's from Chicago. Mm -hmm. Chief Keith, they're from Chicago. Mm -hmm. You can tell from their beats mm -hmm. where they're from. For Southern rappers, like the, the Texan rappers, mm -hmm. PCs and whatever, mm -hmm. you know. 30,000 niggas. 30,000 niggas. <laughs> you can tell from their accent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is a dirty South rapper. Mm -hmm. It's pretty thick, you mm -hmm. know. So, I think it's very important. Like, Maglera, Maglera Doughboy, mm. sounds like his hood. 25K sounds like his hood, mm. you know. Casper probably sounds like he's hood, you know what I'm saying? It's like... It sounds like an advert, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, it sounds, it sounds like he's hood, you know what I'm saying? So, I think it's also important, because mm. you know why they say that? They mm -hmm. say it's because we, we have to see where you drew your inspiration from, oh, yes. but we also have to see what you adapted your inspiration 
into. Oh, interesting. So I can't really if if Drake taught me how to rap, I can't mimic Drake now because that's Canada style. That's six guard flows. Mm -hmm. That ain't me. Mm -hmm. And you see right through it. But if I can take his style, and then every now and then I'm shining with the Zulu levels mm -hmm. and the own type of slang, then you can see, okay, this guy, because people like familiar sounds. That's the thing. Mm. That's the thing about music. Mm. Some things which are familiar, that's why some songs get reworked as hits tons and tons of times. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that type of thing is like, when he told me, you know, bro, you have to be kind of audible to where are you from. Mm. It made me think deeply. And right now I can say I'm at a point. I played this homie, a of man called Amaya Raya of it. So, well, mm. He probably never heard anything like that. He, that. It was so memorable to him, but I played him a lot of songs. Mm. But that song was memorable to him because I wrote it from that bag of saying, no, uh, this is my hood, this is how we speak, and I'm going to represent from here. Mm. You know, I played him like seven songs, but that song is like, yo, that joint, Amaya Raya, bro, like, it's so catchy and whatever. So mm -hmm. maybe what's really killing him is he's hearing something which he's not sure where is this from because mm -hmm. 035 mm -hmm. is not really blown up is it oh you yes know? like think about wtf you know back with their contract style mm -hmm. they really influenced a lot of the game but that style was strictly durban rap mm -hmm. you know there's there's a way that zawa raps which is strictly mm -hmm. durban. there's a way that big zulu raps which is mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you can you don't question oh, where is this guy from okay so then wait so yeah, identity trace. Because when I'm done making hip hop, there must be young kids from my hood who listen to my records and say, I I wanna bite this homie style and add this to it and Absolutely. take and take off, you know. What are you doing at Blueprint Media? Are you working on something new already? I know you always <laughs> work on something, man. I can never catch up, bro. Yeah, right now right now I'm tapped in with the homie and working on a new mixtape album. I like calling things mixtape, but mm -hmm. is there even something called a mixtape? <laughs> I don't think there's anything called a mixtape these days. Mm -hmm. So we're working on a, a project. Mm -hmm. It's called The Baptism. I have it written out and everything. Mm -hmm. So right now we're putting in the meat. Mm -hmm. The beats are there. Putting in the lyrics, putting in the songs, you know, making sure that the melodies are nice, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to put a time limit on it, mm -hmm. but it'll be out pretty soon. What is it? Is it how, how different is it from your most recent project? Um, the difference, first of all, is the business side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way that this drop will be handled versus other drops okay. is going to be on a different scale of operation. Mm -hmm. you see? Because um, if you take your time and you keep learning, you find better ways to do what you've been doing oh, the whole time. Yes. So my music won't change. Mm -hmm. It will stay being the music that I make. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. maybe with a little advancement in this side, with a left mm -hmm. or the right, but it's just gonna be the same because it's all about me, right? Mm. Uh, if I change, it changes a little with me. Absolutely, that's it. So what's gonna change is the way that we're gonna operate and drop it, and like the thing that I was speaking about, having those goals, mm -hmm. those metrics, yes. how to see if you're doing well or not. You know, mm -hmm. keeping your paperwork straight. You know, mm -hmm. do, that's what it's about this time mm -hmm. around. You know, because. I think my return to Johannesburg was primarily for that, bro. Content, you know, as in, I want to do things differently business-wise, you know. 
and I'd taken enough time to observe. And right now, I'm pretty confident in the hip hop market. You know, mm. uh, people are really paying attention, and all the OGs are back killing it. Mm. Uh, so this is like the aligned time for you to really get serious about your thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And then. Um, just two more questions. You obviously, okay, you, 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 you've got the Back to the City um, activation that's coming up. Yeah. What else can uh, we look forward to in terms of flex this spring or summer while you are still up in the city? All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to drop my single, officially, right? Mm-hmm. I'm putting it out to radio. Mm-hmm. Finally, I can make music for radio. Can you believe? Mm-hmm. Five years in the game, and I haven't really been plugged into radio like that. But it wasn't nobody's fault. Mm. It was no gatekeeper or anything. Mm. It mm. was all in the level of understanding. Yeah. On the on the homie, on them cheetah himself. For real. Yeah, you know? So I'm dropping a new single, putting it on radio, putting it out and then dropping a music video for it. Mm. But that song is going to be the lead on my project that I'm dropping, you know? Nice. So I'm also performing in Pretoria on the thirteenth of September. That's dope. And it's next week, right? Mm. Yeah, it's next week. We're operating there. Shout out to the homie ADN. We got some, some heat coming out and he put me on. Um, and then we're doing the Back to the City activation. Mm-hmm. I'm also in studio with a lot of my favorite artists. But I don't want to speak too much about things that I'm yet to do. Yeah, of know, course. Because I want to just execute, you know. There's, Absolutely. there's too much time. Also, there's another thing I saw. They were like, each time you speak of something that you're yet to do, uh, your mind is kind of triggered, especially if you get like, oh, that's dope, congratulations. Your mind triggers those reward centers mm-hmm. as if you've actually done that thing and the motivation to achieve it, it decreases. Mm-hmm. So now I just say, you know what, I'll tell you something that I've already done. It's a showcase, but I will no longer put out things and wait for congratulations for things that I haven't done. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like, all right, cool. This is your plan. Execute it then, you know? No more talking about the plan, just do the plan. So mm. that's, that's my my level of operation right now. Fantastic stuff, Flex. Look, it's been amazing. And my last um, question to you is, what are your sentiments on GBV, man? I'm just asking. We just have to ask these questions. <laughs> what are the brothers doing smacking all the time? Like, I don't know. I've, ne- I've never hit one woman in my life. <laughs> I've got the cleanest record. Even my own sister mm. never had a fight. Um, What's your message to the brothers? Man, what, what is it that's making you so angry at a woman that you must hit her? If she's disrespecting you, just leave her. There's so many other women that are less disrespectful that you can deal with. Oh yeah, there's more of them than us. You know, it's goes back, back, it's to, back the, to that thing. Economics. <laughs> it's that basic human economics that you just got twisted right now. Why are you, why are you hitting her? Let her go, Baba. You know, mm. she's clearly for the streets. Let the streets run their thing. But it's like, oh. Nice. Yeah, there's so many other women who will listen to what you want them to say. And also, us as Amachita, we need to become stronger leaders, you know, and be more, be more firm with what we want. Mm. And also, if you're going to say something, if you're going to say no cheating in this household, then don't be the first one to cheat. Mm. You must be clear that no cheating for you as the woman, but for me, there is cheating. You must be open about things. Let's be honest to women, because what I've noticed is we say a lot of lies to women, and then when we can't uphold those promises, they begin to flip, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, 
I look at it like they're like a garden for your thoughts, mm. they're like a garden for your family. So whatever you feed to them, they will feed back to you. Right? So if you want to feed a woman a whole bunch of disrespect, she's going to disrespect you back. Absolutely. This is all about how you're also carrying yourself towards her. So it's not just a, a, a male or a female thing, mm-hmm. but it's mostly a male thing because we're the ones in charge. Mm-hmm. So we need to take our decisions and be more accountable for them. Absolutely. If, if she cheats, my boy, divorce her, get out the house. Mm-hmm. You know, Make sure you're not marrying in community or property all the time because you're going to want to kill people. All the time. You know, <laughs> just... Focus, like it's those little things. Mm. Like men, men are just becoming duped by the weirdest things, bro. Like it's all about manhood. Focus on the manhood first. <laughs> like I don't see a man. I've seen men fighting each other, right, to get the right to mate, like lions do, right. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen men fighting a woman. What, what are you doing there? What are you doing? <laughs> I like, feel you. What's that? You must relax. Take care treat your woman the right way or she'll treat you the right way back respect her she'll give you that and my take on GBV is my face we just need to sit down and listen to each other some more or maybe just do a lot more breaking up because it's toxic if you wanna if you wanna lay your hands on somebody mm-hmm. the first time you feel like it I actually lost one of the loves of my life because I was like we got to a point where it, like it was like quarter to somebody slapping somebody mm-hmm. And I was like, no, this is not how I operate. So I love you, but we gotta end it now. Absolutely. You know? And even now I'm still apologizing to that girl because she was a good girl, but it was like, she, she like dog, she held me like this. <laughs> and I was like, who taught you to hold niggas like this, you know? <laughs> and that's what made the whole thing sideways. So that's how I operate. Mm-hmm. I don't lay my hand on women. We don't exercise force on the feminine. We travel on the predefined course for the betterment of humanity. Of course, I'm a reverend of the gospel of the gentleman. No more settling. It's time for us to have more chats about investments and less senseless things like sex, drugs, and trends. Come on, boy. Shout out, Flex. Where can we get hold of you for bookings and on social media? Clean, man. You can hit me up at Flex Rabayana on Instagram. You can hit me up Flex Rabayana on Facebook. You can hit me up Rabba Easy at iCloud or Rabba Easy at Gmail or info at Rabba Easy or Seo.zere. Uh, you can hit me up on any of those emails if you want to work. And um, yeah, man, just just a nice calm DM will get you a response, you know. Don't don't come there wild. Don't come out wild. <laughs> just come with a nice young deal. Don't please. <laughs> it's been amazing. Thank you so much for making the time to come out to us, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate um, the opportunity to be here. Thank you. I wish your podcast the greatest success going forward. You're an amazing person. You're an amazing presenter, host, and amazing vibe, bro. God bless One. you. Also. Thank you so much. That's the one and only Flex Rabbi Easy. Let me tell you something. I took a passport, did the visa just to get hold of him. <laughs> I hope you guys are good. Radio Public in USA. Shout out to Amazon Music. Shout out to Spotify. And shout out to Evolve Radio in Santon. And shout out to Ikora FM. Renegade, this one's for you. <laughs> shout out.